Hello and welcome to the More Than A Game magazine podcast, our first ever podcast, so thank you for tuning in. Today we have on the line Cheshire Phoenix former coach John Cofino talking about everything from Julius Hodd to the season last year and so much more. Make sure you stay tuned to our great show. Thank you. For helping us out with this, John. Um, so it's it's so it's about eight o'clock there, is it? Where you are? Where I am, it is yes, eight o'clock. That's correct. Oh, great. Okay. Um, so you've been coaching the exposure camps. Um, how how did that go for you? It was great. You know, um, I worked about five of them in Las Vegas, one in Los Angeles, and one in Miami. And I really got to know a lot of players and some coaches and and overseas scouts, and um, you know I got this. I, I you know I made a lot of contacts, and and from there I I, I got a few players uh, to add to my my stable, you know. And uh, it was it was grueling. You know, every place I went to was hot, but uh, I happened to be have some good players on my teams, and we won the we won those tournaments. So I was very lucky. I you know it just. I must have seen over a thousand players. Wow, a thousand players! Um, so, any sort of because obviously the whole sort of point of the camps was to get these players exposed um, to right. get them signed in um, sort of in the D League and in Europe. Um, how how is there any success stories of those guys? How oh. how, they, how they got on now? Yeah, oh, definitely, Charlie. Dozens of those players have gotten jobs overseas. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know these things aren't aren't uh, free. You know, they have to pay to play and and they have to travel and everything, and it, it takes a big sacrifice. And but uh, there were some really good, really really good players, and uh, a lot of them got got jobs. You know, jobs are very scarce. Um, the money market is not good around Europe, um, so you know teams were not signing players early. They were waiting and waiting and waiting, and you know there are different different countries start at different times of the year, like Mexico and South America. They start a little later, and Canada, and um, but quite a few of those guys, it, it was very uh, it, it was it was very prosperous for them. You know, it was it was a good thing for them to go. Yeah. So, because um, I know the the um, there's a few players in the BBL who sort of went back out to this camp. To play. Yeah, I think Mikel Stibbins signed in Argentina. I mean, what for you? What do you think the sort of the best 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 option for these guys is sort of in terms well, of signing for different countries? Leads? Yeah, you know, I I think they should. You know, not all those not all the camps that that uh, that they have for these players are um good for 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 certain individuals. Like you want to go to a camp where there's going to be a lot of overseas scouts there you know they that are going to be guys that are going to see you um and you want you want to know that there's a lot of placement from these from these places um i saw some guys i've i've spoken to about six bbl teams about players that i saw um player you know i've gotten calls from sheffield and surrey and leeds and you know uh, it, it it was really nice to to talk to these guys and 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 for them to ask me my opinion and I gave them names of players, and uh, um, you know, I'm not. I don't think they signed any of them, but they. But you know, there are so many players out there that they can't get a chance to see 
and and the summer in Vegas and LA and 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 certain areas around the U.S. is just a, it's it's great. It's a it, it's a huge advantage if you can get to get to see the talent ahead of time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've I was just looking at your bio and you've been coaching for twenty five years. I didn't realize it was always that, John. Um, so you've been it's in a lot NBA. of losses. A lot of losses. <laughs> a lot of wins as well, eh? I'm sure. Um, you. <laughs> um, obviously, the NBA D League. Um, yeah. And obviously, here in Britain, obviously, where um, where we met. Um, what do you enjoy the most about being a basketball coach for you? What really sort of gives you that buzz? The practices, the teaching. You know, um, I, I feel like even at the highest level, you still have to learn as a player and as a coach. But I feel I still think there's a lot of teaching to go on. You know, some some players have the attitude like, "Well, I'm finished with the university. I've played in a couple of countries. Uh, you know, there's nothing else to learn." And that's the wrong attitude. I really think there's still a lot of teaching that needs to go on. I think in in England too, that the, the coaches I think need to need to broaden their 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 resume and their 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 horizons and. And, and their knowledge of the game because when you stop learning is when you should get out of the game and and I never stop you know I I go to coaching clinics I I go I talk to NBA coaches I watch videos um, I watch games that uh, you never stop learning and and that's that's the best part of my I, to me it's fun to see a player develop and and you teach them something on on the practice floor and then they they apply it in the game. It's just it's it was just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. So I mean, what what sort of coaches do you really sort of look up to, if you like, and um, sort of really like the way they're doing it? And um, I can just think of a few. Obviously, Steve Kerr recently in his phenomenal achievement at the Golden State. Um, for you, who sort of really sticks out? He does, but you know, every coach that I speak to and admire, they all say the same thing: you have to have players. You have to have good players. And, and they have to be coachable and they have to buy into what you're selling. You know, like obviously Popovich is, is, is the man right now in the NBA and um, because he has a certain system and, and, and he'll bring in a certain type of player. And if that player doesn't buy in to the concept of team ball and, and what, he, what he wants, then that, that guy doesn't last very long with, with that club. So Popovich is a guy I admire. Bob Hill is one of my mentors. Bob Hill coached five NBA teams, um, head coach. I call him constantly. Um, and, you know, just, the, just the, the experiences that these guys have, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, the, 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 the control that they have, the poise, they've seen it all. And yet they still go back. To the to the to the plain old basketball game. No matter where you are in the world, it's the same game. It might be different cultures, you know, when you go to different countries and different attitudes and different ways of life. But the basketball game is the same. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you mentioned Popovich. Obviously, he's kept the core three guys. He's always had a lot of great players, but obviously Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili. Um, and Newcastle. Talking about sort of the BBL, Newcastle Eagles have done something similar. They've really sort of kept a core. Right, group of players. Um, do you just do you think it's is it sustainable to sort of keep switching your team because there seems in the BBL particularly this year there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of returning players. I mean, how difficult is it to sort of start if if you like start from scratch sort of every year? 
Um, you know, I think what guys are, you know, I think it becomes a financial issue. I, um, you know, if someone's successful, they feel that they could go to another another level higher and get more money, um, yeah. which is okay for them. You should aspire to go as high as you want. But I always advise guys, you know, A, you don't want to be a lifer, that's for sure. But, but you know, with Newcastle, they have a lot of older guys that are pretty set there, and I don't know if they, they want to make a change. And, and, you know, consistency and continuity there has been their mantra, and they've been very successful. And they, to me, they are, the, 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 you know, the example of, of how, it's, how it's supposed to get done on the court, off the court. Um, but they have veteran players, and they bring in maybe one or two different guys a year. So they have that they have that 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 core um, of older players that probably I mean they probably could play other places, but why why would you want to go somewhere else when you could win here and probably make them out the same amount of money? But a young player, well you know he wants to move up the ladder. England isn't the highest level; it's not the lowest level. But young players want to move. You know they want to keep making more money, and uh, you know it's hard it's hard to to have that that retention of players. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, the Newcastle Eagles, um, from what you saw of them last season, I mean, how many of these guys do you really, do you think some of a couple of their guys could probably be successful in sort of Spain, France? Do you think they can go up that level? Well, you know, here's an example. you got a guy like Charles Smith. I, th- I assume he's 40, year, 40 or, or older, and, and yet he comes off the bench. Um, I don't know his salary, but he seems very comfortable in his role. But he's a player that could play anywhere because he could shoot. Yeah. You know, um, they got a guy like Andy uh, Andy Thompson. He could play anywhere. He could play at a higher level if he wants. Um, you know, Fletcher, the point guard, he's another one. Great player. He could, you know, I mean, these are guys that, that can play at, at, at a higher level. But they have made a commitment, and, they li- and winning is more important to them. Um, to me, I would rather stay at one place for a long time if that's going to guarantee me a job um, and, con- and, and consistency, you know, and just to be uh, have a steady job and security, job security. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, before I just go on to your role last year here in Britain, um, obviously it was a great season. You um, you got top four finish and um, went to the semifinals. Um, I think we spoke at the O2, didn't, didn't we? And you said, you know, how, uh, how it was gutting really to to not be there because you could have easily been there with with Cheshire against Newcastle um how how do you rate last season for you well for me personally success is a championship not a semi-finals uh, it's a a championship and and b to see your players succeed to me that's success, you know, when they when they prosper and, and they do well for themselves. Um, uh, I was disappointed. Uh, I, I felt we could have even won more games. We lost a cu- couple of close ones. I, I made some coaching mistakes. and um, But I have to hand it to that group of players. They really, really kept my spirits up. They stayed together. Uh, they, 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 they didn't let anything... You know, they, they had some bumps in the road, and they and they just kept fighting through it, and and it was it was a it was a group that I'll never forget. I mean, that that not only was it talented, but it was it was tough. They were tough mentally, 
and and uh, that's why they went so far. And, and they could have went further. We 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 uh, you know making the semifinals, losing by a shot. Um, I'll never forget that. I mean, I just feel like we could have probably given Newcastle a really good game and um, for a one game match, you know, on a neutral court. Uh, but they, you know, it, it was to me for my first season. It, it, I thought it was. Uh, I was pleased, but I was yet I was disappointed because I, I'm 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 in it to win it and, yeah. and nothing less, you know. Yeah, I mean, saying that you did you did have some very very good players there. Obviously, Demond Watts um, was very special. Unlucky, I mean, not to win the the MVP. Mm. Really, yeah. I think. Charles Smith, I think it was probably um, sort of all the trophies he won that probably just swayed it for him because I thought, for me, what was the best player I've seen play in the league? Um, and obviously Taylor King as well, um, another a Duke graduate, isn't he? Um, so yeah. look, if you was to if you were to stay in Cheshire this year and keep that core of players, mm-hmm. would you sort of agree that you could probably really have a go and to take that sort of crown off Newcastle because you went on a great run, didn't you? Yeah, we had we had one ten in a row, and and you know I had some players waiting to play for this year. If I was going to return, um, I had a couple of other players that were, I was going to add to the team, and 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 to be quite honest, a lot of the players would have stayed um, uh, if if I would have stayed. Uh, you know, it was one of those deals where if uh, coaches here, will, you know, will 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 work out the the logistics of the contract, um, and 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 Cheshire was trying to. To retain the big three, you know, um, Dustin Salisbury had a two-year deal contingent on my, my, uh, you know, staying and uh, Taylor and and Demond were, were, were they were in discussions for for another year, um, and then they broke off those talks for whatever reason, but it it, was, it had the making of a of a good core group of players and and it gave me a year under my belt knowing what it takes to win in this league. Um, because there's some good coaches, but you know, I think I had an advantage of of contacts with with, with talent and everything, and then and then I kind of knew what it what it, what it really what it takes to win, um, and uh, it, it was it was it was a, it was a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun, but unfortunately, uh, sometimes change is in, in, inevitable, and uh, we went our separate ways, and uh, you know that's that's the way that's the way life is. Yeah, I mean it, it's I mean for. Phoenix fans, everything sort of seemed in place, and you know, um, so the decision was was a was a funny one. I think I think the, everyone in the league would agree with that. Um, yeah, Demond Watt and Taylor Taylor King sort of really did show up for. They were so consistent, weren't they, with their with their mm. performances? I mean, how I mean, how special how special do you think these two players are? Well, I love lefties. You know, they're both lefties. Yeah. Right? You know, an old coach told me once that lefties are God's God's special gift to the world, and you know. But I do. I think they're very difficult to defend. I think they have a an interesting game to the to the to their uh, repertoire. But they are. You know, Taylor. No one would give Taylor a chance. You know, uh, he had a little bit of a checkered past. I had a relationship with him, and I convinced Cheshire to sign him and promised them that he would not be what his history had 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 written about him seven years ago when he was a kid you know i think you know people change and they get mature and 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 we were right you know we were right he he was you know a, a perfect citizen that you know great with the kids and he led the league in scoring and uh, damon watt was someone i knew from 
from a few years ago who I tried to sign with my team in, in Texas, and I missed the chance. I stayed in touch with him and um, followed him when he was in Iceland. And, um, and he, you know, for uh, he's not as big as he looks, but he plays bigger. Mm. And uh, he's one of those quiet assassins and just had a, a magical year. I mean, I think he got four player of the months, four yeah. or three. It's amazing. I mean, the guy the guy was just, I mean, he was, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize Taylor, Dustin, David Alu, and all the other perimeter players, they prospered from DeMond being so tough inside. And DeMond, because we had great shooters, he benefited because no one could double team him. Because if they left one of our shooters open, they would pay. So it was a good mix of players inside and out, and uh, it, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I, I interviewed Demond, and he seems a very humble guy as well. Um, are you a bit surprised he's, he's down in London? I think. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was trying to contact him, and, we, you know, uh, he must have been away because the week I was contacting him, I had a, I had a tryout for him in the NBA Development League uh, with the Golden State Warriors. Um, they won the championship, their D-League team, and, I had a tryout. They want, you know, I, I convinced their, their 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 front office and the coaches that they, they should give this guy a look. And then the next thing I know, he's in London. I had heard rumors that he might go to Japan, and um, but you know, he likes the big city, and I think you know he'll enjoy that, and um, he'll he'll be good. He'll be good for London, that's for sure. I Definitely, mean, yeah. I think that's sort of been their their marquee signing this year, really. Oh, tremendous, tremendous get for them. Yeah, with losing Sullivan and obviously Zaya Taylor, what you were talking about earlier about players getting opportunities, he got an Zaya Taylor got an opportunity to play in France and he took that and so it sort of it left a gap open and um, I'm sure he did very well. I think he turned his ankle actually last um, Friday night, but I don't think he'd be back for the next game for London, which is always a shame. Um, I'm very I'm very happy that the players from last year. signed on with, with, you know, at least got a job, you know, like Taylor's in Lithuania and DeMond's in, in, in London and Dustin Salisbury's in France and David has stayed on. He had a two-year deal. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, almost everybody has has uh, continued their career because you don't want any gaps in, on your CV. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's important to keep playing um, season after season. And Taylor, Taylor I didn't realise Taylor was in Lithuania. That's interesting. It, um, yeah, he's in Lithuania on not a great team, and uh, but uh, he's playing well. You know, typically having you know double double games. You know, twenty five points and twelve rebounds. He's he, we we stay in touch. I stay in touch with Dustin also, and you know, just following them, seeing how they're doing. They're, they're, everybody seems to be happy. Yeah. So. Um, talking about uh, maybe a less happy time. Um, the Julius Hodge incident. Um, obviously. Uh, I know it was quite, it got quite a lot of publicity, which is which is a shame, really, because you were Cheshire were doing some great things at that time, weren't they? And it was obviously this this incident happened. Um, and when we spoke last time, you you said it wasn't it was it was out of your hands. Do you think yeah. that really sort of ruined your relationship with Phoenix? Do you think? Yeah, you know, it's funny um, how how it all got twisted around. You know, there were some guys that didn't get along with Julius, and, and I wasn't one of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I had a great relationship with Julius before he got here. Um, we, we, we had a good relationship when he was here, um, but he had a couple of uh, 
you know, maybe uh, disagreements with some people, and they felt that they, they, they wanted him out. Or I don't know why. They never really gave me a reason. They just did it, and then I found out after. I found out actually, you know, from Taylor and Julius that he wasn't, uh, that he was released. Really? Because obviously that was a massive problem for you because um, it was, you see, your, your plan was sort of not around Julius. That's probably not, not the right, um, it's probably not right, but, you, you know, he was one of your big guys. I mean, he was, it was a massive, massive thing for the Charlie, he, yeah. Charlie, he was a big part of our success. We yeah. had won 10 in a row, Charlie, yeah. going to Christmas. 10 in a row. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was, and he was a character. There's no, you could see that on the court. Yeah, he you was know. a character, but you need characters, hey, don't you? It's very rare that the BBL gets a guy of his, of his uh, CV, you know, I mean, of his pedigree. And, you know, we, we and I, I got to hand it to, you know, Cheshire. They, they, they did try to accommodate him early when he first got here. They tried to give him everything nice, you know, make, make nice accommodations and a car and all that and make him happy and everything. But, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's different. This is a different, even though we speak the same language in this, in that country, it's, it's, it's just different. And, yeah. uh, things started to, to sour and, 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 and this, this cost me my relationship with Julius also. You know, unfortunately. Have you not, uh, have you not spoke to him since? Him that, that I wanted him out or what, but it's nothing's further than the truth. I, want, I wanted to keep, I didn't want any change. Yeah. You know, you, you win 10 on the bounce, and only a fool would change things, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of, again, quite new, because Julius is such a unique character, and because of, you know, anyone that's been anywhere near the NBA to play over in Britain is huge. Um and obviously that came with a lot of media attention. Um, but another another guy that got quite a lot of attention um, was Mr. Paul Step Sergis. Am mm-hmm, I saying his mm-hmm. name correctly? Sergis, um, yes, Sergis. Sergis. Yeah. You were a big fan of him, weren't you? I was. I felt like, you know, I, I thought it was a no-brainer to bring him in for the purpose of he's British, he's big, we were, we were, we were lacking size, um, he was excited to come. Um, he didn't want a big. He didn't want to be a publicity stunt, um, and he could play the game. He could. He he was our most improved player at our end of season party that we had. He was. I I I said that he was the most improved player on the team. That's great. I mean, because I read an inter- interesting article actually. Um, I think this was when he was in the D League, quite quite a while back now. I think, um, and they would sort of the the co- he's then coach. I forgot the guy's name now. He. Um, he would try and train him like he would train the other players. And what you find is you'd be doing laps and then poor Paul, his feet would be bleeding. And it was, yeah. you know, quite sad really to do that. Cause um, like you said, he was a, a good player, but I mean, how sort of, do you, did you have to treat him not differently, but did you have to sort of take that into consideration that, yep, he's a big guy. However, he probably won't be able to get up and down the court the way sort of Taylor would, for example. Absolutely, Charlie, you know, if there was a book about Paul Sturgis, I think the title would be "It's Not Easy Being Me," and and it's true. You know, he's not the quickest. People always say, "Oh, I wonder if he could." You know, how quick is he? Because he's so big. So we would have to play zone when he played in the game, or a type of man-to-man where he would just stay underneath the basket and not have you know not have to move so much, um, and just protect the basket. You know, um, get him the ball. He had a good shot, and. Um, but we did have to make 
certain adjustments when he was in the game with certain different players, when the combination was right, he, we, would, we would go to zone. Um, and, you know, off the court was an adjustment too because it was hard for him to go to certain places without being harassed, you know. He wanted, if he wanted to go out with the guys or if he wanted to go to the supermarket, if he, I would pick him up to take him to breakfast and people would want to take pictures of him, and, and, you know, and he, he would really, it would really bother him, uh, unfortunately. No one, no one really knows what it's like to be him. Nice. And it, was, it was difficult, but he had a, I tell you, for, for, for all the big men I coached, he had a bit of a, he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder, which is, I like. Yeah. Know? I know he, there was a bit of an incident in, against Durham, wasn't it, I believe? Was it Durham? When there was a little bit of a um, exchange with him and a couple of their guys? Oh, in, uh, in, 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 yeah, yep, yep, Durham, yep, yep. He had, he had gotten suspended because they all surrounded him. There was elbows and everything, and he didn't back down, mm. you know? Yeah, because, I mean, that was, again, the, another sort of bit of a bit of a tension coming your guys' way. But, I, I mean, it's, it's sort of, it happens in sport, you know, people get sort of riled up. But losing him for a few games, was that quite, again, you sort of had to adapt? Because it's not the longest season of BBL season, is it, compared to... Other leagues yeah, still yeah. having to adapt to that, not having any. Him. Yeah, anytime you lose a player, I think it, it, it you know, it, it has some negatives. It also has some positives because it gives other guys more opportunities. But the main thing we we tried to to not let it become a distraction. And Paul was very upset about it. Personally, he he had remorse. He was really upset. He kept calling me and asking me, "What are they going to do to me?" Um, you know, I I tried to apologize to everybody. What, you know, and he was very, very uh, concerned about it, and that told me a lot about his character. That he that he realized that he he acted irresponsibly. Um, but you know, that's Paul. Paul was raised that way, not to back down. And um, but it was a distraction for a little bit, and we got over it. Um, just another one of those hiccups that we had this, last season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a. Like you said, a very eventful season, but very interesting <laughs> for everyone around. Um, I mean, looking looking back on it, I mean, like like you said, you know, it's all about the trophies and stuff, which is which is true. But it's just it seems it was such a good little core you had going on, and I think on behalf of probably Phoenix fans, probably really, I mean, I think they've they won a couple of games this year. I think there's only three games in, but to sort of completely start again for them must be quite quite tough to take because you, like yeah. I said, you know, you had. You had a special sort of thing going there, didn't you? Yeah, you know, we set the bar a little high from last year. And yeah. I, I tell you, the most the most incredible thing I could really get out of last year was the fans. I mean, I mean, it was just a joy to interact with them, to make friends there, and, and to perform for them. He was, they were so supportive, and I will take that with me forever. You know, wherever I go, there, there'll never be a group of fans like like we had at the Northgate that last year, um, even even the last game that we 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 won by ten, even and not and got eliminated. I mean that was one of the most exciting games of the year. Yeah, and and, and almost every game was was like that. It was it had some kind of impact, and people were saying, "I came to the game. That was the first game I've ever come to. I can't believe I, I haven't seen you guys play." And it, people, we were getting fans that were never basketball fans, and we were out in the community, and we kept packing that place, and. To me, that's what it was all about. It was the community, and and, uh, and our guys were great. Yeah, I mean, um, you, you said the 
in a, a previous interview, Dan, you said, you know, maybe the BBL should look at the playoff system. I mean, yeah. it, it is, it is, do you think it's a bizarre way of, of, of doing it, the aggregate score? Yes, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, there's no question about it. And I, can under, and I understand where the league comes from because it's a financial thing of traveling and an extra game and paying officials and, you know, but I really do think it should be a best out of three. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I mean, it would have been great to see you in London go at it for a third game, wouldn't it? After yeah, that? yeah, that would have been exciting, you know. And and then uh, you know, then whoever would have won that really would have, just, you know, been deserved to go to the finals. But I really, you know, I don't have, I don't mind the finals being one game. But I, I think, I think they need to 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 maybe get together and 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 try to try different ideas, you know, and see see what they could do and um but i i don't i think we were the highest seed too so we would have got the extra game probably you know yeah yeah, you would have would have been pretty cool but i i do think it's 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 weird that a game can end on a tie in basketball yeah (laughs) a draw whatever you guys call it yeah yeah i mean it is it's strange it is strange and then I think is I was actually at one of the London the London your game at the Copper Box and I know Demond yeah. was pretty hard on himself because he didn't really really play up to his normal standards and I think he went on Twitter afterwards and said um, it was he was disappointed with his own performance but I mean you literally were so close I mean a few more shots you, you well got, well one more shot wasn't it? yeah I mean Charlie you know it, it changes the way you coach okay when you have an aggregate kind of you have to think about, I kept looking at the scoreboard. I kept counting in my head, you know, the second game. But here, here's something that makes you even more. You think about the first game, okay? We lost by 13 points. One, we missed a layup, a chippy layup, okay, and at, towards the end of the game. And two, we let a guy score at the end of the game instead of playing the whole 40 minutes, not realizing that those points could come back and hurt us. Those four points right there, and, and you take those four points away, and we're going to the finals. Yeah. So it's really, it really changes the way you think and the way you approach things. Yeah, really. I mean, talking about the final, obviously you were there um, to London versus – I mean, London were done very well to get there, but I think they, came, they finished sixth in the regular season, so they were very much underdogs. But – the whole occasion of the BBL final, I mean, how seeing 15,000 people watching a British basketball game, was, did you ever think you would see something like that when you came no, over here? No, that's a credit to the BBL. They did a great job, you know, getting, you know, you know, with the marketing and getting tickets out there. And, you know, it didn't hurt having London in the, in the final, huh? No. You know, um, but I, I will say London got hot at the end of the season in the playoffs. They gelled together finally. They they finally realized that together they they have the talent. Individually, they're not going to win, and and they and they played well together. I have to admit, they really played the best basketball at the end of the season, and then to come to to the O2 and to see that place rocking and all the entertainment and you know all the beautiful people and it it, it was it was well done. It was well done, and uh, uh, I I really uh, I have to commend the BBL. Yeah, definitely. Great occasion um, and, and great for the sport over here. Um, so, obviously, you've you've been traveling around. You've been in LA, Vegas, Miami. How do these places? I mean, you can't really compare them to Cheshire. But when you landed in England for the first time, what what was what was your real sort of your first impressions of the place? 
Well, my first impressions was an English breakfast. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe how much food was on my plate. Um, the people were very nice. Um, you know, coming from Africa the year before, or months before, weeks before, I should say, uh, was, a, was a drastic um, adjustment. You know, the people were different. They spoke English. Um, Cheshire, Chester was probably uh, the nicest place that I, I that I really underestimated because it was just just a it, it was it was a perfect place it really was it, it was uh, uh, very quiet it had had a lot to do there um, downtown was nice the city um, everything was was really 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 and that, that's not to take away from places like Plymouth you know um, which I, I I like and. Um, Newcastle is a great little town there too, and Leicester. Le- you know, there's a lot of great little areas in, in England. But I, I was very fortunate to go to Cheshire, and um, very my first impressions was, "Where's the sun?" <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely very yeah. different from oh, coming from LA. You know, <laughs> of course. Um, whereabouts are you at the moment, John? What's that? What are you? Um, what's your current? project at the moment. Funny you should ask, Charlie. Funny <laughs> you, should ask. you know that I have kept it quiet. People yes. have been hounding me for months and yes. you're going to be the first one to know. Brilliant. <laughs> I am in the city capital, the capital city of Tbilisi, Georgia. Right. Okay. I'm the coach of a men's team in the Super League and I'm running the youth program here. And uh, I'm actually waiting for my Americans to arrive. One can't see it tomorrow morning. Um, but uh, it's an incredible place, Charlie. Yeah. Incre- yeah, I got very lucky. That's, I mean, that's great. I mean, especially with the, the, um, the youth setup as well. I mean, that sounds like something you would suit you perfectly. Yeah, they're, 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 they're excited about it. They're, they're, um, they, they really want to push the the. the, the the young play, and there's some really. They love basketball here, even though football is their number one sport, and they like rugby. Um, but but basketball is growing here, and there's some talented players here, um, and they all love basketball, and they love the NBA. And I'm the first ever American coach to come here. Oh wow! Another little bit of history for you, then. Yeah. That's brilliant. I mean, um, so you've got Georgia added to added to your list. Um, as well. Yeah, I mean, when I tell people I'm, I'm coaching in Georgia, they think I'm in the United States in Atlanta or something. <laughs> yeah. No, very different. I mean, in Europe, so you're still in Europe. That's brilliant. That's good to hear, John, that you're back coaching. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Very important for, I mean, you know, they, they've got themselves a great coach, so I'm sure you'll do, um, you'll, you do brilliant there. Have you been um, catching up with much of the news about the NBA? What did you, how, well, how do you feel the finals went? Did you get to watch much of it? The- yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I felt like Cleveland was shorthanded, a lot of injuries. Um, I think Cleveland's going to be up there again. I think they'll win the East and they have a chance to win it all. I just got an email from the Lakers GM. I got an email from the Denver Nuggets congratulating me uh, uh, because, you know, there's some NBA players from from Georgia. And, 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 you know, the guy Pachula and there's a few NBA players uh, that have come from this area. So I wanted the, the – the, the teams in, in, in the NBA to know that I'm here if they need me to look at anybody or if they need any help with anything. And, um, and, I, and they all got back to me. It's just phenomenal that some of these people at, and they're all in training camp right now. Yeah. They took the time to write me back and that's great. 
Um, so you're, yeah, so it's, you're helping it's, out the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, they, they need a little bit. They need a little. They do, yeah. I mean, um, talking about um, sort of the Lakers, um, and I was going to ask you about this. Um, Kobe Bryant came out a few years ago and said he feels Europe- European players are sort of, he feels they're maybe not advancing the Americans, but for, te- for technically good play, he feels the Europeans are improving tenfold. I mean, would, yeah. would you agree with that sentiment? I do. I think I think their game is pretty simple where we're more flashy in America and we like to cross over somebody and break their ankles or do a 360 dunk where these guys are more basic and simple and um, straightforward, uh, less distracted. Um, unless they start, you know, watching too many NBA games. And But uh, I want to I want to bring these kids up here. You know, there's. There's a, they have like, I think it's pretty much like England too. They have like a, a 20 and under, 19 and under, 18 and under, 17, 16, 15. And I got all these kids. And Charlie, I've been working, my men's team practices at one. And then I, at night, maybe nine o'clock at night, I practice with the, with the youth program. I am so tired. <laughs> so so um, you're constantly I mean, coaching. Yeah, my feet are, I feel like they're going to break. Luckily tomorrow, there's no, there's no, uh, Sundays or off days, although we have a we have a cup game with no Americans, but that's okay. We, we'll make do. But um, and then our season starts in, in, in like a little bit late, uh, like the twentieth of October, and I'll have my full squad hopefully. Any and, and, any and a kid from check this out, Charlie. A player from my team is is playing with Taylor King in Lithuania on the same team, and whether he returns to me or not will determine whether I bring in another American. So if the guy stays, he's like a 6'8 lefty. If the guy stays, then I can bring in another American. If he comes back, we take him. Oh, really? It's a t- yeah, small so, world, man. That is. So it's all gone in full circle. Taylor King. Um, I mean, how much would you like to have him on board? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, okay, John. Um, thank you so much for joining us on um, this podcast. Um, it's our first one we've done. Um so I remember when we spoke of sort of a few months ago. And like, more history, Charlie, more history. That's it. We love it. So, yeah, great. Um, again, congrats on, congrats on your job in Georgia. That's great. Um, yeah, you want it, uh, the team is uh, Sokumi. Sokumi. Great. Okay, I'll check these guys out. That sounds, um, again, another challenge for you. It's great. Um, Big challenge. The language, unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's really? a tough language. Tough <laughs> language. Do they get you... Um, are they struggling with your New York? Uh, your yeah, <laughs> luckily, I, there's a couple of guys that were in the states that speak English, but it's really a tough language. You know, my first weekend here, last weekend, one of my players got married, and we, I, they said, "You're coming to the wedding." You know, there's 600 people, and it was a second century church, and all the Georgian food. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" It was incredible, but it's a, it's a culture shock, and I'm trying to adjust. But these, these are, these, they're good people here, and 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 I like it, except for the driving. Yeah. Oh, really? Is it a lot? Um, yeah, it's just a free for all. It's every man for you. Got to just play defense. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Great. Thanks again, John, for everything. Okay, Charlie. Uh, stay in touch, pal. Yes. Take care. All the best. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.